1: Now, a demonstration will take place at the Department of Health tomorrow to urge government to expand access to medical cannabis for the treatment of chronic pain and other conditions. And the demonstration is being organised by the Patients for Safe Access Group amid concerns that people cannot afford the costs of medical cannabis and are often denied access. Among those demonstrating is Alicia Marr from Mayfield, who moved to Spain in 2019 so she could access cannabis safely for the treatment of chronic pain. And although she has now been prescribed medical cannabis by pain consultant in Ireland under the ministerial licence, she has remained in Spain because she can't afford the cost of the drug here and she is part of the demonstration. Good afternoon to you, Alicia. Good afternoon, Ed. How are you? Okay, firstly, the, the chronic pain that you have, by the way, what, what is it caused by? What is your chronic pain caused by?
0: So it started, um, I just went in to have my tonsils removed when I was 17 and I had really bad um, complications. I ended up with a colostomy bag on my stomach.
1: Oh gosh, okay. So,
0: a couple of years later, then they went to reverse the colostomy bag, but they found out that I had precancerous cells in my rectum. So they had to remove that immediately and the colostomy bag became permanent. But after that surgery, I got um, MRC, um and I found out then years later as well that my coccyx bone was broken. So I've nerve pain. My oh my, it's even
1: sitting down, I'd say, is painful, is it?
0: Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, yeah I,
1: I can only imagine, yeah. Alicia, that, that sounds... God, you've been through the mail, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> it's been pretty yeah. difficult for you. So, how long is this? How long is this pain ongoing now? How many years have you had this pain?
0: I've had the pain since 2006. Okay, that's when I had okay. the surgery to remove my rectum and the pain just never went after that. And for years and years, I was just being treated with painkillers. Pain yeah, yeah I, and I used to go for procedures on my back every four months and then they found out years later my coccyx bone was actually broken and that's what was causing the pain. But it, again, it was just more and more painkillers. I'm assuming you were on
1: the strongest type of painkillers and all sorts of, so you are probably zonked out of your head most of the time as well on those oh. painkillers.
0: I was. I was taking tramadol, Pilexia, amitriptyline, Lyrica, and I, I just, I just couldn't function on them at all.
1: No, you can't. You can't when you're on that many papers. No, no. no. So, no. so at what point or when did you first, you know, seek? I suppose the idea of medical cannabis because it is becoming more and more common now around the world that you're, we're seeing it being licensed for use. So, when, when, when was the first time you came across that?
0: It was 2018. It was my husband's friend who lived in America and it was legal where he lived and he used it himself for chronic pain okay. and he said would you not just try one as a vape and it was just a last resort for me. I, like, I'd, never had, I'd never tried cannabis before and I was 35 at this stage. Um, so he sent it over from, from America and I tried it and I just found that it worked for the pain.
1: So what, what was the the process? Of, you said try it in a vape, that was, so that was inhaling yes. it, essentially, essentially.
0: Inhaling it, exactly. Okay. It's like an electronic cigarette, but it has the cannabis oil in it.
1: Okay, the resin oil, yeah, the cannabis yes. resin oil in it. And now I know that a lot of people will say, oh, well, you can get CBD, but that's not quite the same thing. This is different, obviously. This is all the, all the, the rest of the contents, essentially, of the cannabis plant, which uh, exactly. basically have been proven to relieve pain. Uh, now, I, there's different versions, of course, of medicinal cannabis. You can get it in tablet form as well and all sorts of different forms, too. But it is expensive, isn't it?
0: It is. So under the ministerial licence that I have, I'm prescribed, um, my pain consultant prescribes it, but the cost of it, it's over €1,000 a month for the prescription. Now, I have a medical card, and all my previous medication was obviously covered on the medical card. Um, but as soon as my prescription changed to cannabis and I went to have it dispensed, they said, oh no, it's it's over 1000 a month. And of course, I, I couldn't afford that, you know.
1: my oh, medical card. Yeah. So, Anna, how much will the medical card pay out of that thousand or whatever it is a month, or over that thousand a month? How much will they pay, or will they pay anything?
0: Nothing, nothing at all. It's so all, they won't pay any. Yeah. They won't pay
1: any portion of it at all
0: no portion of it. No, it's all up to the patient to pay for it themselves. Um, there's people been campaigning for years to try to get the cost to it covered, and they're just they just won't cover it on the medical card at the moment mm-hmm. because um, because cannabis isn't available under the, under the Medical Cannabis Access Programme. You have to get a licence
1: for it. So there are two separate programmes that are running at the moment. And where is it produced, by the way, the medicinal cannabis? Surely we could produce it in Ireland, because it's not that difficult to grow cannabis plants. Where, where, is, it, where is it produced?
0: Um, so all the patients that have the ministerial licence in Ireland get it sent over from the Transvaal Pharmacy in The Hague. Okay. And they, the Irish government have it couriered over every month for the patients.
1: And would they not just have a, uh, you know, somewhere where they can do it here, obviously under licence, because I mean, we've perfect conditions here for growing cannabis in this country. Oh,
0: absolutely! I hundred percent agree with you. It could be a huge industry in Ireland. Get yeah. their sourcing it from other countries. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, it, well, it is ridiculous considering we've you know we, we do allow it under license anyway, and it is only a matter of time before medicinal cannabis is legalized fully, and people can use it. It's probably only a matter of time before recreational cannabis is, is legalized in this country anyway. So, I well, mean, it's about time we started getting our act together. So, I and the difference it makes to you now. I know. There is evidence and anecdotal stories in relation to multiple cirrhosis and all different, you know, people who are on chemotherapy, all different illnesses that medical cannabis or medicinal cannabis has helped people with because you don't. I mean, look, the, the absolute evidence is there that it does help with pain. Now, what yeah. other benefits that we have are open to question. And science, scientists argue with each other all the time as to what other benefits it might have. But certainly it helps with pain. Um, so in relation to, you know, your particular pain at the moment, going forward, you're going to be needing this on an ongoing basis. So you, what, yes. you're, what you're asking is is that for the moment, unless they come up with a better plan, uh, you want it covered under the medical card.
0: Yes, we want it covered under the medical card. We also want the, the products that they have at the moment, we want them to be increased because... The products that they have at the moment are mostly CBD products. Now, I've tried lots of CBDs, and most of them don't actually work for the pain. I need the THC. Yeah. The other thing that we want is it to be GP-led, because at the moment, it's a consult- consultant-led program. And you know the way the waiting lists are at the moment. You'd be yeah. waiting three years to see a pain consultant. And why,
1: why can't a GP prescribe it?
0: I don't know. Now, my GP tried, tr- tried to prescribe it. He applied for the license without a pain consultant. Three times he appealed it. And they said, absolutely not, you need a pain consultant. So then I had to go on a waiting list for a year um, to wait and see a pain consultant. And luckily, by the time I saw the pain consultant, I had come off all the medication. I wasn't taking any painkillers. I hadn't had surgery on my back in in months. And he agreed and he said that he would prescribe the cannabis for me. So I was very lucky.
1: So have you replaced all your painkillers or are you still on some painkillers? Have you replaced them all with the cannabis?
0: Oh, I've replaced them all. I don't take anything now, and I haven't had surgery on my back since 2019.
1: Now, you—I'm you, assuming you still have some level of pain, but nothing comparison yeah. to what you would have had in the past, because obviously these yeah. things just don't. It doesn't cure everything either. But it, no, it doesn't. Work. No, but in saying just, that, manages the pain.
0: It manages. So I wake up in the morning. I still have the same level of pain. I vape my cannabis within 10 minutes. It just gently reduces the pain, and compared to the medication there's no side effect for me. like Okay, absolutely. and,
1: and do, you, do you be a little bit woozy after that? I'm just, Sorry, I'm not being smart, no, Alicia, but I pardon my ignorance. But yeah, when you, when you take the vape, I mean, like when somebody would have smoked a joint, or whatever, would you be a little bit kind of... I mean, is that the reason the pain goes? Because it relaxes you and kind of...
0: Yeah, well, I, I spoke to my doctor about that. I said to him, like, I don't seem to get the high that people get from cannabis. Okay. Like people, and he said it's probably because I was on medication for so long, and you know, I had side effects from those. And but it just, I don't take enough to actually get to that of stage. Course. I need a yeah. very little amount just to reduce the pain enough to be able to function for the day.
1: You know. So you so basically, what you're done is you're you're living in Spain at the moment, and you're staying there yeah. because of the cost of your prescription.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've been there now since November 2019.
1: And when you say the cost, so how much cheaper is it in Spain?
0: I spend about 200 euro a month in Spain and it's over 1,000 here a month.
1: Wow, that's four times the price, yeah. at least.
0: Yeah. At least, yeah, yeah.
1: And and can you um, when you get it in Spain, do you get it in the local pharmacy? Is that where you get it?
0: Um, I get it sent from a wellness clinic in Madrid and they post it down to me every month. Okay. Um, I and is that all legal and any...
1: above board and everything else, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. I can okay. also go to any of the cannabis clubs in Spain, um, anybody can go in and join the cannabis club, and you can pick from a range of strains that are there. Okay. Yeah.
1: And does it matter which strain you get, or does it?
0: It does. So, um, like the one, there, there's only one available in Ireland actually for me at the moment, and that one doesn't suit me at all. It actually makes the pain worse. Okay. Um. So. It does, like the ones that I get in Spain, I'm going to stick with that one
1: Okay, um, okay.
0: because I know that it works,
1: yeah. Okay, so there's a demonstration taking place tomorrow at the Department of Health uh, to urge the Government to expand access to medical cannabis for treatment of chronic pain and other conditions as well. And I know it has been used for many other conditions too and people have anecdotal stories and et cetera, et cetera on how it has helped them through their conditions. So I, I assume you're expecting a bit of a turnout tomorrow, will there be many of you there?
0: Oh, we're hoping so. We're, we're really hoping so now. There's so many people that need access to cannabis. Like we had a visibility campaign as well over the weekend with billboards going around Cork, Waterford, Galway, just to show that regular people are using cannabis already for their medical condition. They just can't access it through their doctor.
1: Okay. Uh, and what time is the, is the demonstrations to taking place if people want to join in tomorrow?
0: It's two o'clock outside the Department of Health on Baggett
1: Street. Okay, two o'clock outside the Department of Health on Baggett Street. You can join Alicia Maher there. Alicia, I hope your pain stays away and I hope you get what you want. Nobody Thanks wants so to see much. anybody in pain. All right, thank you very much indeed, Alicia, and I appreciate you coming on the air. There you go. Alicia Maher is <laughs> Director of Patients and for Safe Access and a medical cannabis patient herself. Now, <clears throat> so this says, not, are they all mad? Want to take cannabis? No, I mean, I... Look, I've read up numerous articles in relation to cannabis. Cannabis is most likely not a cure for anything, by the way. Uh, But there doesn't seem to be evidence there. But there is certainly no doubt about it. And all you can do is listen to patients and they'll tell you that it manages their pain. And there's absolutely no doubt about that. That seems to be the case. And if indeed medical or medicinal cannabis can manage somebody's pain, um, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to get it. If it's managing pain We give them painkillers Don't we All they are is a drug The difference is One is legal And one is not They're both drugs Real people Real opinions Real talk radio The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show